Welcome to another pointless podcast. Everything you never needed. Here are your hosts, give them a hand. The co-creators of Landyland. Our favorite pair, Senor and Senora. It's Derek and Laura. Now on to the show, we'll talk about whatever we want. Let's go. Hello. Do you like our jingle? Do you like our jingle? This might be the first time that the jingle was used on the pod. It might not. You might have already heard it. But it's the first time we've heard it. Yeah. So we really like it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I sang it myself. No, you didn't. With all of the harmonies no, you didn't. and stuff. No, you didn't. And I arranged it. No, you didn't. And I recorded it in These a professional These are all just blatant lies. These are blatant lies. That I have in no. my garden. No, what, in your garden, yes. in our garden, mm-hmm. there's a recording studio. Yes. Why can't I see it? Because it's behind the um, film studio. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, to be fair, I only really use the film studio. There you go. See? So. That and our podcast room, our yes. professional podcast room. Which is which actually has become more of a podcast building. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, since we added the extensions and the second floor and the first yeah, floor. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the ITV studios, that giant building. That's exactly Kind of like that, like, but yes. bigger. Yeah. It's kind of like the Shard in London. Yeah. But pointy at both ends. And diagonal. Yeah. Yeah. And also inside out. Yeah. Uh, and in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome back to another yes. Pointless Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Laura. This is... He's not going to say his name. This is Derek. This is Derek Landy. Hi. Hello. Hi. So, uh, if you're new to the pod, basically every week we just is that what come we're on here. It, the pod? Um, yeah, because uh, I, I, I'm down with the kids. Because podcasts just takes too long. It's too many syllables. I'm not having it. It's too many. Just too long to say podcast. But if you are new to the pod, then uh, welcome. We uh, And if we you're take, not, whatever. We take great pride in the fact that every week we come on here and we talk about a brand new pointless topic. So and until uh, we get to the point where we will be repeating the, the topics because it's it'll It'll turn out to be like part one of a long-running series. And if you're a returning listener, I don't know why you would be, but if you are, (laughs) thank you so much for coming back. Thank you. Thank you. Although today, we're actually doing something less pointless, I would say. Yes, more Significantly less. Yeah, more pointed. Yeah, Yeah. than, than pointless. This is a very pointy topic. Another pointed podcast. That's what it's called now. So for anyone who's just like stumbled across the podcast and you have no idea who we are, I mean, obviously you don't know who I am because no Why one does. Would Why would you? If you don't know um, who Derek is, Derek is, shush, stop that. Stop it. Stop. Are, stop. Close your mouth. No, close your mouth. Close your mouth. <laughs> so uh, Derek, is, do you want to introduce yourself or life? I'm a writer. He's a writer. I um, I'm a writer, and I write Skullduggery Pleasant and Demon Road and comic books. For who? For Marvel. You may have heard oh, of them. Uh, yes. I, I invented them. Mm, um, I don't know if that's true. And so this is our fourth mm-hmm. podcast, and we decided, okay, we will do a Skullduggery centric one. We'll do a Skullduggery Demon Road 
centric one. Kind of like a little Q&A. A little Kia. A Qua. So we've uh, been asking you, know. you on Twitter and... and well, um, I haven't. On Insta, that's uh, what I <laughs> like to call one of my inventions. Oh, Lord. Um, We're going to get sued. To, We're going to get uh, sued. send in questions. And Loba, you have the questions... Oh, I do, but I need your face to unlock your phone. So, whenever you're ready, my darling. This is an iPhone. I've invented it. No, you can't keep saying that. And there you go. They are words. Right. I've These also are screenshots, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, we'll just power through as many as we can in our allotted time slot, which of is whatever however, we want. Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. Shall I say the, the names of the people that have sent in the questions? If you can. Okay, well, this is from Dreadful Ned Burns, which is the the best name I think I've ever heard. Um, Are there any characters or plot elements you regret including? Ideas that sound great until you got them on paper or simply didn't know how, didn't work out how you wanted them to? Yes. Would you care to share them? Um, no. I, mm, okay, ask the question again. I wasn't really listening. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Derek, this is the first question. You can't. <laughs> I got distracted, sorry. Oh, Lord. Right. Dreadful Nedburn says, mm-hmm. are there any characters or plot elements you regret including? Ideas that sounded great until you got them on paper or simply didn't work out how you wanted them to? Um, yeah. Yes. But um, when that happens, you change the the elements. Um, you change what doesn't work until it works that's that's what writing is um there were say characters that i introduced to fulfill a specific obligation and then realized the they weren't doing what i wanted them to do um the the one that sorry i just hit the microphone that's usually what derek does not me sorry 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. surrounded by Idiots. All right, Scar. Um, Calm down. Uh, with a cadaverous, I wanted cadaverous to be a Skullduggery villain, not a Valkyrie villain. Skullduggery needed uh, an arch enemy. He needed, I or I wanted to give him an arch enemy. I wanted to give him um, a villain who who could stand up against him, but and. Cadaverous was meant to be that bad guy, but um, he turned out to be a Valkyrie villain. And he didn't do what I needed him to do. So his story came to a natural end. And I wanted to keep him to keep him him going. Once I had my villain, he would be a recurring villain. He would be the Joker to Skullduggery's Batman. Um but and cadaverous was meant to be that that individual but um he didn't work out so he came to the natural end of his story and his story um ended and um yeah yeah okay. so along the way those things can happen but usually if you have a character that isn't working the way you intended um you change him you change them and uh yeah, yeah okay so it's just a part of writing hold on the dog's trying to 
The dog's trying to get her toy off the counter. No, not the noisy toy. We've we've taken her noisy toy away from her and put it on the counter, but she's figured out that she can actually reach it. Oh, dear. Uh, right, well, if you hear crunching and crackling in the background, that's, that's not our dog because we have a very professional podcasting yes. building. Yes. And that, that's um, just the builders uh, doing the extension. I mean, what, what Lobo was saying there about the dog, we can see the dog through the clothes. Uh, on the nanny cam. On the nanny, and, the nanny cam. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The security we, monitors. Yeah. yeah. There's not a dog in here. That would be so unprofessional. So unprofessional. All right. So Valley Rose has a few questions. So mm. her first question is, did you ever think of Val and Skullduggery dating? Um... Not seriously. I, I, um, obviously it's a ship, uh, in the, the fandom as it were. Um, but no, and, and, you know, there were moments and even scenes where, um, I was, uh, I was, a. I was a naughty writer. I, I, <laughs> I, um, I teased and I taunted. Oh, we know you do. We yeah, know it's. Yeah. You're, you're toying with us. You're toying with us. One of my weaknesses. Either do it or don't. Yeah, um, like pre- preferably do. But no, it 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 was never uh, a serious. Um, maybe one day. Well, especially especially maybe in, maybe in phase one, never a serious because of. Oh well, yeah, because she's duh, like yeah. a kid. So um, she's yeah. a grown up now. She is a grown up, but she's, well, she was happy. That brings uh, on to one of Valley Rose's other questions. Will Valkyrie get a happy ending? Um, well, if I say that, then... Uh, and you're giving I'm away the ending. Away. Um, I'm a big, I, I really like happy endings. Oh, you could have fooled me, my darling. <laughs> and I... Pull the other one, will you? But I also appreciate a sad. I I appreciate a tragic ending. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, I I'm I'm a fan of both, but I don't come down more heavily one way or the other, which leaves my options a lot more open. I just finished a book series and a trilogy. And the ending, it was a happy ending, but it no. wasn't the happiest ending that no. they could have had. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was a little bit sad, but it was okay because it was the ending that we needed, yes. not the ending that we wanted. There, and that's kind of my philosophy yeah. with writing. Give the reader what they need, not necessarily what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've, I've been following that rule since the start. Okay, the last question from Valley Rose is, is the next book the last one? Is it the end? Um, Which will be book, what, 15? Is book the next one? 15, cool. yes. Um, now, you know, years ago, um, when I would be asked that kind of question, I would say, absolutely, I would never return to the universe of Skullduggery without Skullduggery or Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have changed my mind about that. The world, their universe has expanded uh, drastically, especially in phase two. Um, so I 
to be honest, I wouldn't be opposed to returning to the universe at some stage uh, in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I'm not opposed to the idea, and I used to be. I used to be so against it. Um, but not only does does the universe evolve, and not only has the universe evolved, but I've evolved as a writer. So. Um, the same kind of things that would stop me from doing spin-offs or highlighting that squeaking noise in the background is also the builders. It's not our dog playing with it. She has a third, a shark third toy. noisy toy. Why do we? <laughs> why do we keep giving her noisy toys? I don't know. This is this one is a shark. The the Called first Bruce. one was a hedgehog. The second one was a duck, and this one is a shark. Oh dear Lord. Do you want to tell the people the names of her toys? Um, the hedgehog is called... It, it's called Gary. Yeah. The duck is called... Mr. Mallard. And the shark, as I just said, is... Is Bruce. Yeah. Uh, then there You're going to have to take that off of her. I, 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 Santa. Hi, sweetheart. Right, you talk to the good people. You carry on with this question. I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to confiscate this. Oh, yeah, good girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Oh, well done. So, yeah. She's like, why have you taken away my... Hey, have this toy. toy. This toy is quiet. This toy sucks. Go get it. Go get it. Not that there's a dog in here. That would be super unprofessional. Um, So, it's not necessarily the end. No. But it's not necessarily promising anything else. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So, it's nice and vague. Yes. Wow. That's satisfying. (laughs) (laughs) Satisfying. Nothing satisfies nobody, but nothing but as satisfying as a nice, ambiguous answer that actually answers nothing at all. That's that. That's my new thing. Right. Well, we have a question from Leah, and um, I'm not going to lie to Derek. I can't read one of these words. I don't know what it says. Um, What does that say? Oh, Edgar. Okay, Anton Sugar. Anton Sugar and Anton Shudder. Coincidence. Two question marks. This, you know, serious. Anton, Anton Chigur is. Is it Anton or Anton? Anton. Oh, I've been saying Anton Anton Shudder's name wrong. You've been saying it. Anton. Anton Sugar. No, I don't Sorry. know who Anton Sugar is. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, you can say Anton. You'd be wrong. This is when everyone found out yeah. how I say Amazon, and they made fun of me. How do you say it? Amazon. Everyone's like, no, it's Amazon. It's Amazon. Amazon. However, if I were to talk about the geographical region, I would go Amazon. Yeah, exactly. That's why I say Amazon. Mm. But I would not say I've just ordered a a new toilet plunger from Amazon. What if you ordered the toilet plunger from the Amazon? Oh, then I would definitely say Oh, okay. (laughs) Right. Um, Who is Anton Chagall? He is the villain in... Um, McCarthy's um, No Country for Old Men also um, the Cohen brothers uh, film oh of course I mean how silly of me uh, (laughs) played by um, Javier Bardem well of course it is yes Um, and no it it is a coincidence because uh, Shudder isn't like um, Sugar uh, they sound similar, but to be honest, um, when I came up with, although the film was out in 2007, I think, so I would have seen it. 
But no, no, no. It's he's got. It's a coincidence. Okay. With two exclamation points. Okay, Soccer Cell has a couple questions. Mm-hmm. So first off, is there any possibility that the Demon Road universe could be featured in the Skullduggery universe, like with the existence of Shunters? Um. Yes. Yes, that possibility is always there. The which universe would be inside which one though? Would it be Demon Road inside Skullduggery, or is Skullduggery inside Demon Road? Well, or are they two separate and they just kind of collide? Well, you see, if they're if they're in different dimensions, then um, they both have their own universe. But I mean, in what series would it would it pop up? Would Skullduggery oh. pop up in Demon Road? Or would Demon Road pop up? Or would well, it be its own separate thing? It would probably be, its, if it were ever to happen, it would be its own separate thing, I mm. I reckon. Now, the, the issue with that on a purely practical, writerly level is that um, writers, it... If you option your movie rights, what and explain what that means? Uh, you you sell the right to make the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't mean that the movie will get made, but they have the option to make it. So they so it's um it's a promising start. But they buy the movie rights to your book, and they also buy the movie rights to the universe within your book. Now, if the Skullduggery universe included a demon road, then whoever optioned the Skullduggery rights would have the option to demon road. So I would not be able to sell the demon road rights to anyone else. Okay. So from a purely practical, economical, writerly and business point of view, it might not be in my best interest. But from an artist's point of view? From um, a storytelling point of view, it might be in my best interest because that would be awesome. But from an, a business and artistic point of view, as in the more options you have, if you give Skullduggery to one studio and you give Demon Road to another, the the chances might be higher of one of them getting made. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a gamble. It, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's trickier than you would imagine. Okay. But most things in publishing are. Well, Saka would also like to know: Do you exist in either of the universes? Yes. Ooh, T. Yes, I exist. In, well. Mm. Um, do I exist in, in this, in the Skullduggery universe? No, but do I, could I exist in, in a dimension that a shunter from the Skullduggery universe travels into? Absolutely. Okay. So, yeah. What about Demon Road? They don't, well, technically, yes, because. I know who you are in Demon Road. You do. The devil. (gasps) That's you, baby. Cheapers. Mm-hmm. All right, so Steph. I know and I remember very little about Demon Road, and I realize there are some very Demon Roady specific questions How can coming you, up. I, I have lo- no idea. I love that trilogy. I, I can't remember a thing about you it. You wrote it. I know. I remember the first book really well. You know why you probably don't remember it is because you wrote like they came out every six months yeah and you were in like an absolute flurry yeah you were just yeah 
It was I, chaos. It is for 18 so months. weird. It's probably some fever dream that you had. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is very weird that I can't remember it's almost two like books that I've written. When people go through traumatic events and they don't <laughs> remember anything about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember parts. I remember the Scooby Gang. Yeah, they were great. That was book two. I remember um, Hell Had a Palace. Yeah, that was throughout. A River, I think. I'm not sure if I remember. Are you sure you're thinking of my book? I, I can't my book has a river. See, everything blurs into one with me. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Steph says, which SP character do you think got the saddest slash goriest death? Okay. Spoiler alert. Okay. That's what we should have said at the at the start. Well, I mean, I feel like that's obvious. Yeah. Well, we haven't really given anything away yet. If you haven't read up until the Grimoire, as in the complete Skullduggery series, including the guide to the Skullduggery series, then do not listen to the rest of this podcast because we will because mm-hmm. really the only enjoyable way to do this is to talk about everything yeah to not I, yeah to not hide the questions behind well you know if you know who did this yeah. you know so seriously and honestly because i hate spoilers and and i i i i hate the idea that i would say something um, to spoil a book of mine that you haven't actually reached yet, stop listening. Yeah. Go to the next podcast next week, and um, we'll be talking about stuff that you can listen to. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm de- going to declare this: it's open season for spoilers. Open season. Open season on spoilers. But that means we get to hunt down spoilers and kill them. Mm. So, I, I, I don't think it quite works. I think the metaphor works. Is it a metaphor? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I have a degree in writing. <laughs> okay, right. So, uh, yeah. What's the question? What is the goriest, saddest death that you did? Oh, well, the goriest, even though I didn't dwell on it, is probably uh, Bliss's when he gets... The goriest. Yeah. I he... forget how he dies. If it was that gory, I probably blanked it out, even though I've read that book maybe, I don't know, 10 times. He gets uh, torn apart. Why don't I remember that? Because you blanked it out of your mind. Yeah, probably. And the saddest death is, well, it's it's ghastly. <laughs> Definitely ghastly. Yeah, that was pretty sad. Um, you know who, know who I found really sad? Who? Billy Ray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and he, Stephanie. He'd, yes, that was Stephanie so as well. Because I just kept thinking, "Oh, poor Fletcher." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and her death was was so desperate. It I was, think, if I remember. Yeah, correctly. it was. Again, it was. These things they blur. Um, you have written about fifteen thousand yeah. of them. Uh, Billy Ray's death. He he was firmly on the way back to redeeming himself. Um, he he was he was now on our side, um, so that's that's always a powerful um, a death. And then Stephanie, you know, she was all ready to just leave it all behind, to go home, mm-hmm. to live her life, and you know, she went up against a desperate, um, in a desperate 
uh, struggle um, with a backup with the people she loved like m- meters away, mm-hmm. but they couldn't see her. They couldn't help her. They didn't even know she was there. Um, yeah, that was... It was horrible. Yeah, yeah, so probably that one. Also from Steph is, were there any plot lines that you um, uh, wanted to include but couldn't, and were you able to write them into the next phase? Yes. Um, the the Darkest... Wait, no, not the Darkest stuff. The, the, the Faces 1 stuff in Phase 2. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had intended to reveal all that... Um, in this the third trilogy in phase one, but it was just getting too crowded with uh, revelation after revelation and twist after twist and betrayal after betrayal. Um, you do these big game changing moments sparingly. If you do them too much, one after another, too rapidly, that the, I mean, they're going to lose impact. So I realized, okay, I have this betrayal, I have this twist, I have this revelation, all in phase three because the series was winding up. I went, oh, right, but I can't can't uh, do it the way I planned. So, right, there'll be a phase two and I'll explore it there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so this is from Broke Multistan. Mm-hmm. Will the shocking news we got in the grimoire about Skullduggery's dad have any effect on the last book? Do you want to say what that, what the news was, what the, what happened? Yes, it, yeah. uh, it's a, a, there's a there's a physical force yeah. stopping me. Yeah, but yes, really, we're warning you if you yeah. haven't if you haven't read to all the books in the grimoire, don't listen to this. Okay, just don't listen. So, the the revelation in <laughs> the grimoire is about Skullduggery's parents and his family, um, and um, his his mother was mm-hmm. a warrior and she a was scholar, amazing. a Quinlan Forte. She was awesome. She was so cool. Her his father was. A man called Abrogate Arrays, who um, bit of a scallywag, actually. Bit of a murderous scumbag. Bit of an abusive husband. Uh, so much so that he killed his wife in front of some of his children. Um, yeah, like I said, a, a nice scallywag. Man. Yes. Bit of a bit, bit of, of a, a nasty chap. Bit of a dick. Derek. I know. Um. Uh, and uh, Abrogate had gone his whole life searching for meaning, searching for um, a meaning, uh, something to believe in. And he found a mention of this god, the god of the apocalypse, called Gog Magog. Um, and he, he, something about this, this story resonated uh, with him. And he started to worship and and uh, research, and then we realize uh, that oh my god, it was Earth all along. Um, <laughs> oh uh, my god, I was wrong. It, it was, was Earth, Earth all along. along. 
Guess you finally made a monkey. Guess we finally made a monkey. Yes, we finally made a monkey out of me. That's from The Simpsons. <laughs> I swear to God, if some of you don't know what the Simpsons are, then you just heard them singing a stupid song for no reason. I would say that I know like every musical number from The Simpsons yeah. ever. Yes. You know what my favorite one is? The, um... the monorail. No, that's close. The the one about the um, the, the we put the spring yeah, in yeah. Springfield. Yeah. Um. Sorry, what? what are <laughs> Gog Magog. Yes. Gog Magog. <laughs> um, Abrogate raise is Gog Magog after the other gods uh, ganged up on him back at the beginning of time and exiled him um, and stripped him of his power and his memory and. Um, cast him down to work. So he's been a god wandering around. Um, so like, does Godakari know this? Yes. Well, he no. I don't. I'm not. Can't remember if he knows about the Gog Magog part. How do you not know that? It's your book. I can't remember. So it's Godakari is basically descended from a god. A god. Yes. And Valkyrie is descended from from the from gods. The as well. gods. Yeah. From the gods who actually, yeah, had a part in kicking the first. What out. a match made in heaven yes. or hell, depending yes. on how you look at it. Um, so, but the question was, what's the question? Will that uh, play a part in the next book? No. Oh, no, it, <laughs> it will. Um, as in, I just put it in there for fun. Um, because I, apart from anything else, now that it's out in the grimoire. Uh, and it it's uh, kind of a risky move to uh, reveal this stuff in a guide to the series instead of the series itself. But now for people who won't have read the, the Grimoire, um, I'm going to be revealing it again to Valkyrie in, in book 15. Um, so yes, it will have, it will rear up again. I'm very excited. Me too. Okay. Ben Roberts asks, are there any, hi Ben, are there any plans for more stories of the dead men in their prime? The dead men are, they are a crowd pleaser. Everyone loves them. Yes. Um, I mean, plans? No. But inevitability? Probably. Okay. Uh, Because. Would it be before or or prequels? It would be before. You um, hate prequels. I do, but. But but short stories, because HarperCollins love the short stories. So they keep on pressuring me to do more short stories. Um, no, not pressuring, asking me. Uh, because they're handy. Or poking you. Yes. Uh, they're very handy to, you know, to give away free. I love the to, short stories. To, um, and they, they do, uh, they accomplish a lot. So I'm sure, you know, I'll be asked to do more sh- short stories um that's at some stage even if i close down the entire universe next year and i don't ever return to it in book form I, um the option is always there to return to it in in short stories okay right um i don't really know how to say this next night it's quite long so stream tia pf yh by left at London. 
rolls off the tongue. Yes. Asks. Screenwriting is screenwriting is often all about efficiency. How can you convey a certain amount with as little as possible, trimming the fat, cutting unnecessary scenes? Did your background as a screenwriter influence your novel writing much, particularly with regards to this? It did. Um, screenwriting was a wonderful training ground for books um, because it teaches you economy, um, the economy of words. Um, you know, there are a bunch of screenwriting rules that I apply to novels. Um, you enter a scene as late as possible and you leave a scene as soon as possible. Uh, that's one of the the most integral uh, tricks to keep so you, your scenes interesting. So you immediately get to the best bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You you kind of you know I mean, no one wants to watch and also no one wants to read. You know, getting up in the morning, getting in the car, going out, getting out of the car, locking the car, walking up to the front door, Unless knocking it's on the door. The opening uh, sequence to Dexter. Yes. I'll watch his morning routine all the time. Yes. It's so good. Um, But so you skip to the skip to the interesting bits at all times. Um, And that's that's what I that's how I approach the scenes in in my books, but also the structure behind it all, the how to structure a story, um, the, the character arcs, the the payoffs, the the setups and payoffs. Um, yeah, my my books just out of sheer habit, um, out of the the fact that this is how I think about stories, are structured pretty much like screenplays. So at the halfway mark, something big happens, uh, which marks it as the point of no return. Um, right before the big. Ec- the climax, things look grim. Um, and, you know, these rules are there because they they are have proven to... The dog has just sneezed on my foot. No, no it hasn't. There's no, no dog in here. Sorry. The, Those are the builders. The technician has just snee- sneezed on my foot. Hey, technician. Hey, Gary. Stop, stop sneezing that. on my foot, you long-nosed, floppy-eared idiot. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, this next question comes from someone whose name I don't know because you've uh, cut it off in the screenshot. So we're going to call him or her. It might be in the next one. No, it's not. I checked. So we're going to call them Greg. So Greg says. Yes. What did Greg say? I've always found your version of Hell in the Demon Row trilogy to be fascinating, Uh especially the reveal (laughs) of the priest at the end. How do you create your vision of Hell in Demon Road, e.g. the hierarchy, demons, etc.? So basically, how did you you create, you know, your vision of Hell? I don't remember. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, So your vision of Hell with the palace and... I just um, thought of something awesome, something cool. It, I, I thought it came across quite buffy. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know why. Um, it, it it was probably very comic booky. Um, uh, very. You know, I mean, I 
I'm a fan of the idea of hell as being, you know, uh, lakes of fire. Um, I, I'm a fan of the idea of hell of being red skies. Mm. Um, of being well, that's rocks. what I did. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's it's the classic hell. I mean, I've seen hell represented in in movies um, and some of them are gone, yeah, cool. And others have gone, well, no. Like in Hellraiser 2, hell is, is a labyrinth. And that in, was kind of cheap. In Coven... Um, American Horror Story Coven hell is it's personal to each person do you remember yes you just get stuck yeah. in a loop of your own personal hell yeah yeah but uh, but again and that is effective but it's also kind of cheating because they're not letting their imagination you know construct a, a place a geography mm. of, of hell which I thought was you know the fun part um, of writing anything uh, set in hell. So yeah, I came up with the palaces and the 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 mountains and the red skies and the the fire mm. and the flames and the lava and all the the cool stuff you expect. Mm. Um, yeah. Also, it kind of reminded me of um, the labyrinth, right? Because um, that's all very kind of you know grim skies and you know. Okay. Crumbling buildings. Okay. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's you know, with with this as in in everything, I am the sum of my experiences, and I'm the sum of. So you've been to hell. Yes. Oh. Of all of the things that I've loved and consumed. So you know, it is comic books. It is movies. It's it's TV shows and books, and they all just they take shape in the head and some of the time you can point to certain things and go well this was inspired by like Dante's Inferno and this mm. was you know inspired by whatever um but uh other times you just go you know this is what I've absorbed throughout my lifetime mm. so when I think about hell I think about this you know? okay Okay, well, okay, Zim, Ziminiz, Ziminiz, Ziminiz <laughs> wants to know, did you write yourself into the Skullduggery series? I have a theory that Gordon Edgeley is secretly you. Gasp. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> no. I would say you're a mixture of Gordon and Skate Grace. <laughs> um, uh, no, um, I didn't. I planned to. And I thought I would, and I gave uh, Saracen um, my taken name, and then for years I said Saracen is me. But no, 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 that's a oversimplification. He he just took my name, um, and even though Gordon uh, is a writer, um, no, I I didn't write myself into him either. I, I, no, I haven't written myself into the books. I think that'd be very exposing. Um, yes, and a bit too, a bit too meta, um, mm. uh, for where I wanted to go. Okay. Yeah. Okay, again, we have a question from Broke Multistan. They said, 
I'm writing a book right now, moved pretty forward with the plot, but there are some things missing regarding the world building and such. Any tips on that? World building is tricky and I've I've got a reputation for being a world builder and I've and because of that I've spoken to all kinds of students. I I was on a call with a Disney in China. Um, few, All right, uh, fancy pants. A few years ago, and th- you know they wanted to come up with with a something like a series of movies or, or games and TV shows and whatever else you know, all all built around a world that I would build them. And I, I go, yeah, okay, cool. And then you know, like I went off and go, I got nothing, nothing <laughs> in my brain, and I got distracted as I always do. I always have head like a sieve. Yep, always have wonderful meetings, and I go away enthusiastic, and then I have to write the next book, and then I forget about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you know, people, especially uh, producers, seem to think that I, I've, I, I've, I've got a handle on world building, and I don't. Um, the only reason the Skullduggery world is intricate is because of the sheer amount of time I've had with it and the sheer amount of books I've had to write within it. Um, I mean, in the first in the first three books, especially, uh, in fact, in the first six books, um, maybe even the first even phase one um the faces ones were were bad guys were um evil gods and that's what i need them to be and that's all i needed them to be and they served the purpose but then as i write on especially into phase two um and you're you start thinking about the church and you start thinking about worshipers and you go well if the faces ones are all bad, why would anyone worship them? So they must have redeeming features. Okay, what are these redeeming features, and how? They don't are, have any features. They're the they're faceless really ones. <laughs> and how are the their worshippers? How can they still be bad guys? And yet, um, it's basically the more I wrote. Uh, the more complicated the religion, sorry, the technician is biting my hand, and now it's it, it's biting lovers. Um, we should buy this technician. They're I terrible. Swear to God, yeah. If only he didn't sleep in the kitchen. Um, oh God, no! I've, I've, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> the faceless one ones. The faceless ones. Yes. Yeah. Basically. The more you write, the more um, something evolves, the more an idea evolves. Uh, the lore in, in the early books, in phase one, very broad strokes. In phase two, by necessity, because I'm delving deeper into what these things actually mean and what they would look like and how they would behave in a, in a in a real world, you've got to reevaluate them. So, all of these things that I said about the phases ones and their worshippers in phase one, especially in the first uh, few books, um, I've had to kind of 
retrofit uh, everything around them, but also evolve and go on from there. So world building, all I know about world building is you spend enough time in a place and it'll build itself around you. That's some very good advice. Yeah. I'm surprised. Good for you. Right. Okay. Another person whose name that I can't read because it's been cut off. So we're going to call them Deborah. Says, Hello, Deborah. Hello, Deborah. Says, can you describe Valkyrie's tattoo in more detail? I want to get it, but there's no photos or anything. No. <laughs> okay. No, I cannot and I will not because I will not be responsible <laughs> for any of you people out there um, getting this thing that I've designed tattooed on you. No, you wait. You wait until one of our artists, until Tom or whatever artist we have especially in the grimoire and stuff, um, you wait until they design it on a character. And you wait until, if we ever get a movie, wait until those professional graphic designers and professional artists design it. I, I'm not going to, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be responsible for you putting something that you're going to regret onto your body. Um, yes. Wow. There. You're so fun. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, no, wait, no, no, I will not take that responsibility. Okay. 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 Tat- um, Valkyrie's tattoo looks like my face. No, it doesn't. It's no. It's my no, face. No, absolutely my not. Face. No. There you go. There no, you go. I'm not do having it. I'm not having it. it. Right, it. moving on. Okay. Someone called Rice Gerard. Ooh. Says, if Skullduggery were to ever come to our screens, what are your thoughts on an animated series? What visual style would you see it in? And what voice actors could you see being cast? Um, would you ever have it as animated? Animated, um, the, the way I'm thinking about any possible adaptation of Skullduggery, any animation would occur after the live action. Um, if we get an animated series, it's only after the live action. So it wouldn't be first. Uh, animation takes way too long. Um, and what style do you see? If it was animated? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of see it like um, Archer. Really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, kind of like pop art. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Ow, dog. Sorry. Technician. Technician. It's that's our technician. Yes. Um. That's uh, our producer. Oh, hey, producer, stop biting me. Orching us. Um. I don't know. Um, wow. I, I, I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, a lot of people say, you know, it, it should be like, it should be anime. It should be like a Castlevania and Castlevania looks awesome. Um, but, um, but then should it be computer anime? Um, you know, sh- no, it should be drawn, right? Like the old Disney old, movies, old timey. Yeah. Um, it's I don't more know. Charming. 
Uh, yes, yes. The the drawn it can be charming, but then you see once once animated shows um, once the budget starts to be stretched, then the animation suffers, or once the deadlines start to pile up, the animation suffers. And so you don't want flat animation. And I did animation for a whole year before I was kicked out of college. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I do know a little bit of what I'm talking about. And so, yeah, but I don't have an answer for that one. Okay. Which is a long way of saying that. Okay. So that was a long way of saying. Yeah. And uh, voice actors, you're not going to answer that, are you? Uh, no, the voice actors, uh, you know what we could do? We could, oh, I, I it, it would be like Marvel's uh, What If on Disney Plus. That's, you know, it's kind of like uh, cell shaded, absolutely gorgeous. And as many of the live action actors uh, doing the voices as well. Oh, there well, that's go. nice. Yes. Okay. Well, Emma, I know Emma. Hi, Emma. How are you? Emma says, who were the easiest and most difficult characters for you to kill off? Now, you've done difficult, so why don't you go for easy? Who was, it easy, who was easy to murderize? Um, depends what is meant by easy. Like I would imagine like you don't really feel that much remorse. Oh. Uh, is Cadaverous dead? Yeah, he's dead. Who killed him? Alice, didn't she squish him? When oh, she was a giant. She did. I love that death. Yeah. Um, well, oh, I don't think you did because you didn't remember it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, killing him because as a character, he he didn't do what I needed him to do. And so um, to orchestrate his story to come to a natural end uh, and then to squish him uh, in a very... Um, amusing and grotesque and fitting way uh, where everything fit together so well that was the easiest one uh, it was the one that took work but it, I had no uh, compunction about about um, ending his life I thought you would have said Gordon because you kill him in the first sentence of the first paragraph of the uh, first chapter of the first book yeah yeah, maybe Gordon. Maybe Gordon. Maybe. Um, okay, so Sean says, will you do more than 15 books or maybe some novellas? Um, oh, my God. She's got another toy. She's got another toy out. And it's a, it's, we need to fire this employee. They're it's terrible. It's a donut. Oh God. She's a donut. Dear Lord. Does every toy she has make a noise? Mm, pretty much. Um, producer. Producer. Um, Are you going to be writing more books? Oh, sorry. Uh, well, I, I already answered this. But novellas, yeah, I mean, they're on the same kind of uh, branch as short stories. So... But outside of Skodagri as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm no, I'm I'm not I'm not opposed to them. I'm not especially as opposed to them as I was um a few, few years ago. So uh now whether or not they'll be about Skullduggery and Valkyrie. I mean I could go back in time um to do if you know ad adventures that we haven't time. seen yet. Uh which I did in the Grimoire. Um so yeah, that's that's always a possibility. So even you know, the end might not be the end. 
Then it might be. Who knows? Nah. Well, Nessicati asks, Hey, Derek, I was just wondering how come Tanith stopped saying, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough in the more recent books? Um, that, what, I, it, I'm, I didn't want to use her catchphrase in every single book. Um, because Why? then people would just be going, okay, oh, right here it is. It's happening. Oh, okay. You know, boom. Uh, that's another. It might be a bit lame to have a catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's another box to be ticked. Mm. And I said, mm-hmm. so I, 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 I don't. I didn't want to use it in in every book. And also in in phase two, first of all, she wasn't. She hasn't been in every book in in phase two. But and the ones that she has been in, she she you know, it's only really lately since seasons of war, I think that she's been getting back to her old self. Um, so you're not really going to say you're, you're lighthearted, a, a battle cry, if, mm. you know, if you're feeling that, like down. Got the mobs. Yeah. Okay, this one, this question, I like this question. It's from Emma, a different Emma. Yeah. And it's a bit out of the box. Okay, you know, nice. it's a bit out there. Nice. What was Garcia's preferred knot when tying his tie... I think I know. I think he would have gone for a Windsor. Half Windsor. A half Windsor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Do you know what you're talking about? Totally. No, you don't. Totally no, you windows. don't. Yeah. Did he ever wear a bow tie? No. Like, not even if he was wearing a tux, not the Requiem ball? Did he make it that far? Yeah, he did. That was book six. Did he not wear a tux to the Requiem ball? No. Well, I mean, yeah, but like... Did Scott Ugry wear a tux to the Requiem ball? I bet he looked so cute in his little bow tie. I mean, bow ties are different on tuxes, but to wear a bow tie and you're not wearing tux. Like, a a crepuscular wears a bow tie with... Does he? Yes, he does. Does he? Yep. Pretty sure he does. I can't remember. He just keeps disappointing me. (laughs) Okay, uh, PJ Draws said, would you ever consider doing a graphic novel adaptation of the Skullduggery series? Adaptation, no. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in in seeing a book in comic form. But as we did in the grimoire, um, to come up with a new Skullduggery story in in graphic novel uh, formats is definitely an appealing idea. Um, so yeah, yeah. But, and, and again, that can, that can, it's, it's almost on the same level as short stories and novellas, but actually a step closer to the books, because if I were to do it, then it would be Skullduggery and Valkyrie. Um, so it would be another one of their adventures, which would, in theory, uh, tie in somehow to at least a few of the plot strands in phase one and two. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Angel says, not a very specific question, but maybe could you talk a little bit more about the relationship slash history between Saracen and Aurora? You don't remember who Aurora is, do you? Maleficent Seven? Mm-hmm. Dark Hair? Mm-hmm. You don't remember who she is, do you? I remember. I remember. 
<laughs> Would you like me to get up here uh, for you? Aurora Jane. Yes. yes. Yes, yes. No, I remember I, I, I don't know. The 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 reason I don't know the answer to that question is because I don't know. Um <laughs> I I haven't this is her here. Oh Aurora. Oh god, you don't Good. remember, do you? Um She's an elemental. Yeah. Part of the American sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much is known about Aurora's past. Prior to the Maleficent Seven, Tanithlay mentioned to her team that she and Aurora had a thing, saying she was lovely, but it didn't work out. She's an elemental, as shown by her skills with controlling air, and is in good combat, and is good in combat, which is why she's chosen for Dex of X's team. Saracen Rue flirted with her. Gracious O'Callaghan voiced his wish to ask her out over the plane's intercom. Basically, do you even know about their past? Well, I don't... I mean, do they have one? Uh, As far as I can see, Saracen flirts with her. Yeah, but... But he flirts with everyone. Exactly. No, so the reason... He's a minx. The reason I don't know the answer to that question is because there there is no real answer to the question. Um, They don't really... Yeah, there is no no real history. The history, as I said, is between Aurora and Tanith. Uh, but even that was, um, you know, a flash in the pan. So, um, hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well... I sh- do remember liking Aurora, though. Yeah, she was I, fun. I, I remember enjoying fighting her, so... Um, she was fun. Yeah. Well, I think this, this name is, is, is Shawnee B., Okay. But there are a lot of like numbers okay. in the name. Right, so let's say yeah. Shawnee B. So I'm going to go for Shawnee B. Yes. Shawnee B would like to know, would you ever be interested in working on an original comic series? Um, like, you know, not something for a Marvel character. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and I mean, I've got, I've got um, oodles of of ideas for stories that would only work in comics um, featuring my own uh, characters in my own world. Um, but, you know, I mean, as as much as I have a plan for my career, and I don't really, I just do what I want, <laughs> which is nice. Don't we know it? Um, if, if I did have a plan for the comics uh, side of things it would be to to get um say well known enough in comics to be able to justify a creator owned uh, series uh at the moment i'm not well known enough to sorry who are you to get that exactly yeah um i'm i'm just a guy who who standing um, in front of a a comic book. Yeah, asking it to be its friend. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've got, I've, I've got ideas, and because of the ideas, I've got plans. Okay. Well, so lucky. Ask what is the topic you could rant slash talk about forever. I know what this is. Do you? The reason <laughs> you could talk about forever. All the reasons why Scrappy Doo ruined Scooby Doo. Good God. 
because you God. absolutely hate Scrappy Doo. Wow. You could go on forever about how much you hate him and why he should not have been in Scooby Doo. Wow. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, no, because because that 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 question alone leads to so many other aspects of storytelling. <laughs> so um, it's not you just a him. simple simple thing. So I suppose actually storytelling. Um, I could talk about storytelling. I couldn't. I, I'm. I'm very careful not to um, proclaim myself an expert on anything apart from me. And even my take on storytelling is my take on storytelling. It's not anyone else's. So my approach, uh, I'd be an expert in that. I wouldn't be an expert in anything else. So, um, yeah, storytelling. Okay. Well, Jeff Clark would like to know how far in advance do you plot things? Um, there are two sides to that question. The first side is not at all. Um, every book I have, I pick up the plot strands that I have laid down in the previous book and I go, right, what's, where's the best place to go with this? But at the same time, I have certain beats I have to, um, hit, uh, and... So there, and because there is the other half of my book writing strategy, which is to plan everything way in advance from the very beginning. So there are strands like the Faces Ones thing um, in phase two uh, that were there from the, before I even began writing the first book. But I only revealed in, you know. And you had that plan the whole time? It didn't just occur to you like a few books in that this would be a good idea to do? No, no, it was right there well, at, at the beginning. Some of You're pretty clever. Yeah, yeah. The, well, you see, the but the, the challenge is to not tell anyone. That's the challenge because I have a, I've had a secret in my head for years. I mean, every writer does. But... For this is this is a long running series. Mm-hmm. This is I've started writing this in two thousand five, so this has been going on for sixteen years. Good God! And I've had certain secrets in my head for all that time that I could only like parse out every few years at a time. Um, it must be nice though when you finally get to reveal oh, it. Oh, it's it's a relief. It's so how do you nice. not forget the secrets? I would forget. I I write them down. <laughs> I write them down. And then there are others that I don't need to write down because they're so integral to mm-hmm. everything. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I'm, I have my long-term plans and they are solid. But, and because of them, I have certain beats set up um, that um, uh, I just, I hit with the shorter term uh, um, aspects, the ones that I haven't planned. Um, so yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, joke about books says, I remember you did an invent a character contest for Tesseract that was response. Sorry. I remember you did an invent a character contest that was responsible, I think for Tesseract. How was that an experience? How was that as an experience? It's been a long day. guys. It's been, a <laughs> it's long been day. an hour so far. So, you know, in terms of seeing others interact with your world and whatnot. Also, what was up with that guy? Um, don't you dare say a bad word against Tesseract. I loved him. Tesseract was a lot of fun, but no. And he likes cats. Yes. Ed, 
Tesseract, however, was not a result of the uh, creator character. That was Jeffrey Scrutinous, that wasn't was, it? Yes, that was. Did they come up with that name? Yes, they did. That is a wonderful name. Yes, that was Charlie who came up with with that name. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Um, and also um, the girl who uh, keeps on being forgotten. Uh, Maya Sotis Terra. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who? Dear Lord. Um, those two characters were results of um, character, create a character kind of competitions. Um, so how was that as an experience? Is the question not the most comfortable? Really? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. Which is why? Why did you, you do it then? Because it was a really nice idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was a really good idea. And I put uh, forward uh, a character. I don't remember who they were, what they did. Mm. You didn't pick me though, did you? Because it was rubbish. Shush you. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that, which explains why you don't see a whole lot of, of those characters in the books, because I don't, I, while legally and technically I own them, I don't actually own them because I didn't create them, so I, I don't feel comfortable using them. Um, yeah. And so that's that. I, so I don't think we'll ever see another create a character competition. I am. There is a, a um, name a character um, thing happening for. Oh my god! Can something. I enter? Um, I want to call him Greg. Uh, is Greg Greg basically Greg it's, Gregson? It's on it's on Twitter, and I retweet the thing. I, Occasionally, you can send in, you can nominate yourself or your friend or whatever, and the character will be introduced and then die a stupid death um, within a few, a few lines. Um, and that's the competition. You know who I'm going to enter? No. <laughs> it's going to be like a Boaty McBoatface situation. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just going to end up calling him the Attenborough. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. From Keen, we have we have quite a long one, okay. so buckle up. Okay. okay. In Dimension X, most of the population were killed in the thirteenth book, so we still have a post slash still apocalyptic Earth with the Resistance survivors as the strongest force, but there are also zombies, other mortal groups that survived, plus some rather unorganized zombies. The Resistance is probably still getting help from the other dimension, and if some of Mevelin's forces are still alive, they're probably another group that claims power. Would be pretty interesting to get another glimpse into this world with maybe some kind of short story or something like that. So basically, you have a zombie apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do anything with it? I don't know. Oh, um, uh, A short story uh, might be the only way we'll go back to it because... Um, it doesn't feature in book 15, but the short story thing is an option because that's what I wanted. I wanted, you know, a post-apocalyptic zombie strewn landscape kind of world. And that's what I got. So mm. now that I have one. What will you do with it? What will I do with it? I don't know. Um yeah, I think you should open it up as some kind of Hunger Games. Every year they just chuck a few people in there nice. and see what happens. Nice. Or <laughs> it just becomes a big, huge theme park. <laughs> like, just the most dickish Drug theme land. park in the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, Ryan Glover says, speaking of the Monster Hunters, 
I mean, we weren't. Were we? Okay. But okay. Can we get a book of their missions? Can we get a journal from Skullduggery as well through his life? Oh my God, Skullduggery's memoirs. Wow. First of all, no. To which? We will not be getting the memoir from Skullduggery. You don't want to write inside his head, do you? No. no. I, I, I don't want to get his um, point of view, uh, even in, a, in journal form. Uh, because okay. he's, um, for you, the reader, for me, the writer, his point of view is something that we're not privy to. Um, it's something alien and um, we wouldn't be able to wrap our heads around his thoughts. Because he's just too deep and too much of a genius? Yes. Okay. Yes. And well, also, that's why you can't get yes. into his head then. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other one... Um, the, uh, the monster a book hunters. of the monster hunters a book, and their missions. No, but um, short story, possibly. That would be fun. Yes. Okay, so Crowin Supremacy says, "Why did Saracen, an Irishman, choose that as his names? As his name? Sorry. Um, because uh, there's there's no there's no reason why." Is Saracen from something else? Yes. From what? Um, well, it's... Uh, oh, is it just a name? No, no. Well, oh. it's... Um, it's, um, it's Latin, I think. Oh, I really like it. Is it Latin? don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, like, originally, the the, uh, the origins. Um, no, I, I, I didn't want... To be constrained by, um, in the naming process, by by language, so, so um, it's whatever, whatever, and also there's there's no real reason to believe that Saracen was his first name that he picked. Oh know? yeah, um, it could have been called people. Bob. It could be could have uh, called himself Bob, and then uh, when he was. 32 said no wait a minute saracen eh? i like that i'll take that that's my name now um so yeah yeah okay uh, yeah i just didn't want to be constrained so i didn't um restrict myself uh to that kind of of thinking okay they also want to know how old are the monster hunters and what kind of creatures are among their best missions best missions don't know well, it would um, all depends on whatever short story I ever end up. Any Alaskan bullworms in yes, there? Seven, wow! Seven. Do you know where that's from? No, it's from SpongeBob. You uncultured swine! Oh my god! Um, and as for their ages, they're old, but not as old as the dead men. Older than Tanith? She's like mm, eighty, isn't I, she? No, Tanith. Um, I swear you said she was 18 well, at, in like the first at, one. At some stage she was, yes. <laughs> in the first book, Skullduggery says she's around 80. Yeah, she's around 80. But, you know, that could be 90. That's not how numbers work, Derek. Yes, it is. Jesus. All right, I'm going to move on. Also from Crowen, they said if Milo had the chance to find out his history with Demorial, I can see the panic in your eyes now. Like his original name and origins, would he have done? Oh, I do remember that. Um, I don't remember too much about it. 
basically if Milo had a chance to find out more who about he was. who yes. he was, I would think, he? I think I think anyone would. So, I wouldn't. Yeah. Keep that door closed. No, thank you. I'm happy as I am. Do you want to know all the deep, deep, dark secrets about your past? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm a happy little fishy. Would you? If someone's like, do you want to know all these deep secrets about your past? Yeah. And what if they were like, it may change everything you know. But it will change everything you know about yourself. It might be even correct. Good God. You don't know that. Possible? You don't know that. No, I do. All right. Okay. Isabel says, well, Isabel says, this question needs to be answered. And then says, also, what was Skullduggery's? So I'm not sure what the question is (laughs) there. Maybe it's the next one up. No, it's not because I'm scrolling through it and I can't see it. So, Isabel, if you want to get back to us, us, (laughs) maybe we can answer that at some point. Uh, Moving on. Tracy says, if you could collaborate with any artist or writer for a comic book, who would you choose? Oh, wow. So many artists out there that I adore. Um, in fact, so many Irish um, artists, uh, Declan Shalvey and, and uh, Rory Coleman. And, um, but then you've got the McNivens, then you've got the... Um, why is McNiven the only one that pops into my head? I don't know. I don't know. Because we've the been here for over an hour. Stuart Imminem. There you go. Boom. You could just be making up names. I'd just good. be nodding and going, yeah, sure, they sound yeah. great. Oh, he's a good one to use, yeah. Bang tidy, yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, okay. So Dominic Riley says, how easy is it going to be to finish the last book after the ending of Dead or Alive? Um... This will be the second time I finished the Skullduggery series. Uh, so it's never easy, but hopefully everything will all align. Um, so I, I don't know the answer to that question. I will only know it's when I'm finished and I'm, I've got a fair bit to go. Okay. Josh says, will there ever be a time when we know more about the caves below the house? I've always found that to be a very interesting thread and I wish it was explored more. Like, are there more caves or any specific significance to that spot? Um, I I go into them a bit more in the grimoire. Okay. I can't remember what I said about them. I don't remember what you said about them either. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean... it, it it's, <laughs> it's part of the... It's entirely possible that in the neck I in this in in book fifteen I've got a third of it done. You've got a third of book fifteen written? Yeah. Oh good for you. So well done. in the next two thirds they might very well make an appearance. Okay. So yeah, we'll just have to see. Okay. Uh Feli says in one of the earlier books, there was a secret meeting between the man with the golden eyes, some others, and Bliss. They all voted for Bliss to be Grand Mage. So does that mean that Bliss was in on the plan or on the side of the Rawhaven Mages? Good question. Yeah, and I, I don't think so. I think Bliss... Um... Ignorance is Bliss? <laughs> um... <laughs> Bliss, uh, this was in the second book, 
when after the elders had been killed, I think. Uh, oh, and was and was the third guild? Okay, so Bliss would have been fine to go up against third guild as Grand Mage, but every um, anything else? No, no, he was not a part of that. Once Bliss was out of the picture, the man with the golden eyes had to drastically reevaluate his plan. Okay. Okay. I'm just looking for the questions, just skipping through the ones that we've already done. Yes. <clears throat> Are you on the Instagram <clears throat> ones yet? No. Oh, dear Lord. But the Instagram ones aren't. Oh, wait, I'm very close to them. Okay, so David Shee says, it's soon to begin another academic year and I'm back teaching English, convincing teenagers they have a penchant for raising cane. Ha ha ha. Do you have any suggestions for classroom posters and favourite quotes to get them riled in some form or another? Why are you looking at me like that? It's not my question. Is it not? I think you're included in... Oh, yeah, I was included. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, it's not directed at me. Um, any po- any posters for uh, raising cane? No, getting the students riled up for English? I don't know. I'm not, um, a, I'm not a, a poster expert. Well, I used to teach kids. Yes. Um, Kids, I would say, teenagers, really, they respond well to... Death. No. In terms of in terms of books that you study in school, I'd say kids respond positively to yeah. Catcher in the Rye. Catcher Jekyll in the Rye. Hyde. Jekyll and What? You know what else would be really cool would be um, an Inspector Calls. That's a great one to have up on the wall. I mean, if it was up to me and I could have any posters on my classroom wall, mm-hmm. I would have like Jaws, Jaws. Indiana Jones. Yeah. I'd have. Uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'll probably get fired for having <laughs> a poster of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Cry Baby. Um, so that, I don't yeah, think you should that, ask me. That That is not an easy question an easy to question. answer. Yeah. But if you have to stick within the parameters. Oh, of, and the little one about like the kitten hanging off and hang in there. Hang yeah. in there, baby. Yeah, yeah, uh, but like quotes to get them riled up, to get them inspired. Um... What's the most inspirational quote that you can think of? Just do it. Just do it! <laughs> no, I'm doing a Nike. Oh, I'm doing... doing... <laughs> uh, Shia LaBeouf, yeah. Wait, is that how you say his name? Shia? It's yeah. not Shia. Or maybe it is Shia. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. No. Um, okay. I, it's inspiring quotes. Um, uh, believe in yourself. There you can you do it. Go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So moving forward, says the scene when Nye cuts open Valkyrie is still a terrifying moment for me at 22 as I was at 11. That's not really a question moving forward, but thank you very much. Uh, Okay, the last outcast. Have you, because I'm not going to, because I know you won't answer that one. It's about hiring people to do things, specific people. Oh, actors. Uh, Artists. That's it. That there. Have you ever considered hiring so and so? Oh no, no. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. you ever considered hiring Alex Ross to do the cover art for the Last Good Ugly book? Uh, no, because we have Tom. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, they also asked during the creation of the character Tanith Lowe, did you take any inspiration from the Black Canary? I didn't actually. Uh, I know they're blonde and they're both um, uh, amazing fighters. 
but uh no i no i didn't um uh tanth just came about in my head they also would like to know what is your favorite marvel and dc superhero spider-man i marvel, knew you'd say that and batman i knew you'd say that what do you see <laughs> well that's because they're the best so yeah. uh do, 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 do. okay uh, a lot of people on Instagram are just saying, when is the Skullduggery movie happening? I don't know. Um, we are trying. It's not for lack best. of trying. Yes. Yeah. There is no answer to that one until there's an answer. T says, do you still enjoy writing SP or do you now feel somewhat obligated through contracts to, and the, the fans to finish the story? Um, no, I'm still having an absolute blast. I, I, I do have the obligation because of the contracts and I do have the responsibility because of the readership. Um, but I wouldn't do it if I, if I wasn't having an absolute blast. Uh, Ash says, cool name, says, is Skullduggery related to Picant, the math teacher, or did I completely misread everything? No, you got it right. You got it right. Um, Picant or peccant or however I would say peccant. 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 I think. Peccant. Peccant. I can't remember how I pronounce it in my head. Now <laughs> you've confused me. Him. What's his face? Um, yeah. He's his, li- his name. What? Uther. Uther. Uh, Uther. Yeah. Uth- oh God. He's his little brother. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, he is. so they didn't misread that. Nope. That was right. Well done. Okay. Will Myosotis Terra make another appearance before the end of the series? Probably Who? not. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, that was from Jan. Jan also asked, we already know that SP Phase 2 is going to end after Book 15. Do you have any plans for Phase 3 and what projects do you have in mind apart from Skullduggery? Um, first of all, I love how everyone loves Maya Sotis. I, I mean, she's only I know, been she's in, brilliant. Like, Cause in, in uh, like one short story. One, and, and one of the books, she, she was featured in one of the books. And yeah. I it's because she's just brilliant. Yeah. She's brilliant. And I didn't even come up with her. So yeah, well done. Um. So you have plans after, uh, Skullduggery? Um, ye, not solid plans, but I've got ambitions. I've got oh, okay. things I want to do, um, things that I'm I'm starting now. But whether or not I'll finish them, um, or whether or not I'll finish them to a degree to which they can see the light of day, um, it's unknown at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought of a, a quote for the uh, oh, yeah? the teacher. I think you should have Buzz Lightyear saying, "Reach for the stars." The thing was to infinity and beyond. Yeah, but then he also says, "Reach for the stars." I thought that was S Club Seven. Well, that's also S Club 7, so it works on two levels, really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Tamida Book says, have you ever wanted to make Skullduggery into a TV show? And if you could pick a fave character, which one would you like to get a coffee with? What a Mm. nice question. Um, TV show? I mean, I think Demon Road would work better as a TV show, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a few years ago, I, I would dead set on Skullduggery only as a movie, but I don't know. Things have changed. Um, so it's really, it's whichever offers the best um, storytelling opportunities as far as that goes. Where the other one, what character would I go for a coffee with? Yeah. I don't drink coffee. 
Okay, well, you can have like a... a fizzy lemonade. Yeah, you can have a, a fizzy water so you don't get too excited. Um, it's got to be Skullduggery, right? Skullduggery, yeah. He He's a genius. Coffee, yeah. yeah, or or Tanith. Oh, just because just she's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go with... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't go with Valkyrie. She's too intense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, what? like I know Valkyrie. I, I know her too well. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of people just saying how much they love Skullduggery. Okay, Fred says, is there any chance of a new Demon Road story anytime, to, anytime soon? Maybe one that focuses on Milo's backstory or something. No. I mean, if we're going to focus on Milo, it'd be Milo coming back, surely. Not Milo's backstory. <laughs> well, you, you still haven't. Uh, forgiven me for Milo. No. No. And I never will forgive mm. you for Milo, my baby. Um who I kind of just picture as Timothy Oliphant. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um I n- I don't know if I'll ever go back to that to that universe, uh but if I do, I've got no plans right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, Will Strange says, "Hi, if you could have changed Goldagri's backstory, what would you have changed and why?" If you could have made Skodagri's life different, what would you have done? I wouldn't. No. Really? Yeah, because everything is is being still being revealed about it. So uh, okay. no, everything is going according to plan. Okay. What is Skodagri's past from before Serpine killed his family? I'm not going to say. I don't think I, I understand mean, the question. Um, like details... Uh, oh, like details yeah. from before his yeah. life fell apart? No, it, it's, um, I'm not, for the same reason that I'm not ever going to tell a story from his point of view, I'm not going to delve into too many details. You will find out more stuff about him, especially in book 15, but but there is a fine line between um providing you with awesome details and providing with too many details. Um, I just read a thing about a a Tolkien um, writing the Silmarillion, whatever, the the sequel of sorts to The Lord of the Rings. And he was talking about um, his his, uh, reticence to... Um, explaining too much about his world. Um, in Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, he set up these, these, um, these people, these places, these events as romantic I- ideas. And then in the book that he then went on to start, he was now up close. To to these ideas and so you could see them and so they were no longer romantic ideas they were re- re- reality and he pointed out that the only way you can do this and still maintain the magic of your universe is when you get up to this set of ideas there are more revealed in the distance um so that is i suppose that has been my approach as well so I'm. I will give you details about Skullduggery, 
but there will always be something in the distance that you will have hints about, but you'll never know. Okay. Will asks, if you could have taken out Scordaglio Valkyrie as the main characters and put in one of your side characters, example Fletcher, which side characters would you put in as the main character? Tanith. Yeah. Um, Tanith will be good. Omen is the main character now. In his own right. Yeah. So Tanith. um, I think Fletcher would be quite fun, actually. Yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe those two. Or a bad guy. Mm, That'd be cool. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. We have... Okay. From Faskuda. Faskuda. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you say that. Will Skodagri ever get a girlfriend or a wife ever again? Ah. Oh. This person just wants... Just cares about oh, Skodagri's yeah. happiness. So or it could be a boyfriend or a husband. Yes, indeed. Um... Or someone who doesn't identify as either. Probably not a husband or wife. Okay. Boyfriend or girlfriend. Are you allowed or... to get married if you're a living skeleton? Of course you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, oh, silly me. Yeah. Sorry yeah. for not knowing the answer to that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's always possible. I mean, he had a Abyssinia. Well, well yes. Well, really... it wasn't really him though, was no, it? it wasn't. No. But still, it was a thing. I guess so. Campbell J. Parker says, if you had the chance to write for Batman at DC, what would you, what, okay, all the words are blurring together. Would you, so if you had a, a chance to do it, would you, and what kind of story would you want to write? Oh, what villains would you use? You have to use the Joker, surely. You have to use the Joker. Um... Calendar man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm absolutely, I've been adoring the Batman comics for the last few years from uh, Snyder to Tom King um, and Tynan so uh, it it would be daunting to um, try to carry on from them but um, I don't know you'd, you couldn't get away with as a writer with not doing Joker but that's the I don't know. I don't know. But it would be awesome. <laughs> the only... Th- um, the exciting thing about the the next Batman film with Robert Pattinson... That oh, I'm so excited. ...that I just heard today, which will mark it out as different from the others, is because he's so young, he's still... He's a baby. He's working through his rage. Mm-hmm. So every fight is personal. Every fight he is pure. He looks fury. very gothic. And yeah, so yeah. that's awesome. I Because the other Batman we've seen... I, I don't think, want a well-adjusted Batman. Yeah, well, I want him unhinged. Yeah, I don't think that's actually possible. But yeah, but Pattinson would be... I don't know, Christian be, Bale was quite well-adjusted. For I would Batman, say, yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, yeah. I. But yeah, I don't know what I would do. But I'd do something awesome. Shay would like to know, what is Skullduggery's most guilty pleasure? I feel like he probably likes uh, to play The Sims. <laughs> I think that, that would be his guilty wow. pleasure. Um, I, 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 or he listens to He probably listens to music that Valkyrie doesn't know about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Is there ever going to be a, a continuation of the Demon Road series? Don't That's know. from Harry. Harry, I do not know. Um, I'm sure that I defeat the object of it being a trilogy. Yeah, there have been tr- trilogies in more than three pieces before. Hitchhiker's That's Guide. cheating. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Um, no plans. And no, no, no. There, there will not be a fourth Demon Road. There is the possibility of a Demon Road story that also has Skullduggery characters. But that's like like down the line. And the last question is also from Harry. Any chance of a Demon Road movie? Oh, I mean, as you were saying, I think it would work better as TV. I would. I get such like a Vampire Diaries kind of vibe right, from it. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I, I, I've. I've. For the last few years, I've been promising my agent that I would um, prepare a document uh, because every so often you get uh, producers and, and and studios interested, and you know, can we see like a pitch document and. Yeah, I keep on promising to, yes, I'll write the pitch document, but I I've, I haven't written the pitch document yet. And, Derek. Um, uh, I just got a lot to do. Like oh, what? Write books? Books and comics and movies and stuff. Jeez. Jeez. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Well, that was all the questions. How long was that? It was an That's hour and a half. An, we're, we're an hour and a half at the moment. Wow. I'm dead on my feet and I'm not even standing. All the words were just starting to blur into one. That was a lot of talking. Was, it was a lot of talking. And a lot of listening. Well, from from those of you who have listened. Yeah. For those of you who have hung on, who have stayed here with us. brave souls. My mum, my dad, and my nan. Thank you so much for uh, for listening all the way through. Yeah, like they've listened. Yeah, I don't think they would have. No. My nan, for sure. That's yes, about it. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm knackered now. I don't think I can make dinner. Can we get pizza? Uh, no. I'm going to order a pizza anyway, so do you want one with me? No, I want to have a salad. Oh, wow. Lucky you. Um, Thank you so much for sending in your questions. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much. And um, we'll uh, do it again next week. No, we won't. No, we won't. No, because as fun as this was, this was knackering. So maybe in a few months' time, we'll uh, open the floor up to some more questions. Next week, we'll be talking about ponies. Does this mean you're going to get me a pony? And how nice they taste. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Right. Well, we're going to go now. We're going to love you and leave you. Stay sexy. Dear Lord. And we'll see you in the next one. I haven't thought of a sign-off yet, so that's all I've got is stay sexy. Stay classy, San Diego. And thanks for dropping by. <laughs> well, she's stay classy. Bye.